Welcome to the Wealthy Woman's Podcast, a podcast for high-achieving women who are great at making money but struggle to build wealth. You'll learn how to take control of your money, increase your net worth, and make more. Ladies, it's time to create a life of more money and more freedom. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, ladies. Welcome to the podcast. I am on cloud nine, and let me tell you why. So this past weekend, my son graduated from high school with honors. He actually graduated summa cum laude, and I am just so proud of him. And here's what I want you to know. All year long, leading up to graduation, my brain was trying to take me to the moment he was going to walk across the stage. And every time my brain went there, I got emotional. I would just feel some sort of emotions like sadness or I don't know what it was, but it was something that made me want to tear up. And I had to be very intentional and redirect my brain to the moment I was in. So I made a decision early on that I was going to live in the moment. So when we were taking senior photos, when he was buying his prom suit, when he was going to prom and all the little milestones that happen throughout, you know, your senior year of high school, I wanted to enjoy every moment versus letting my brain consistently take me into the future and think about him walking across the stage. And I'm so glad I made that decision. I had to redirect myself often, but because I was able to do that intentionally, I enjoyed his senior year. I did not feel stressed. I did not feel worried. I didn't feel overwhelmed. I really just enjoyed the moment. And then when graduation came, I was like so happy and so proud. I didn't cry at all, which I was a little... I guess surprised by that, but I didn't. I've just enjoyed that moment as well. I felt very prideful, honored, and humbled to be his mom. We also had a fun graduation party for him this weekend. Lots of friends and family came, and I enjoyed that as well. So I just want to let you know, when people tell you to enjoy the moment, do it. Because I remember when both of my boys were like running around the house as toddlers and older people would say to me, enjoy this time because it's going to go by so fast. And I just didn't believe them because at that time I was dealing with two toddlers running around screaming and having fun and me chasing them around. Right. And so I now know what they meant by that because it happened so fast, literally just like that. We're here. So I will leave you with that. Whatever moment you're in right now, whatever stage of life you're in right now, enjoy it because just like that, you'll be in an entirely different phase of life. So that's my tip to you today. So today we're talking about your relationship with money. Right, because this is a concept that is so important, and so many people throw it around willy nilly. Like, people come to me, you know, potential clients, they'll say, My relationship with money is horrible. Or one lady told me that she had a tumultuous relationship with money, and I really was curious about that. Like, what did she mean by that? So, I had to ask that question. But today, we're going to talk about your unique relationship with money, what makes up your relationship with money, and I'm gonna give you a hint. 
a lot of it is what you think about money and what your money beliefs are. Like that's the beginning of what creates your relationship with money, right? Your thoughts and your beliefs about money. So we're also going to look at where our money beliefs come from, why these beliefs matter in the first place, and then how to handle these beliefs if they are not serving you or if you believe things about money that you no longer want to believe. I'm going to give you some strategies and some exercises you can do to actually begin to change your relationship or your beliefs with money. So let's talk about what makes up your relationship with money. First of all, three things encompass your relationship with money. It's your thoughts about money, your feelings about money, and your behaviors with money. Those three things determine your relationship with money. And your relationship with money determines how much money you have or do not have. So your relationship with money is everything because it literally will determine your net worth. It will determine how much money you have invested. It will determine how much debt you have. It will determine your credit score. It will determine how much you make. It will also determine how much you have saved. Your relationship with money is so important. So this is why I wanted to do an episode on this so you can really start to examine your relationship with money and know what it is in the first place. So... Your thoughts, feelings, and actions with money determines what you have, what you don't have, right? So again, your relationship with money is everything. And so because your thoughts around money is really the beginning to it all, we're going to talk about some limiting thoughts that you can have, some limiting beliefs you can have about money. We're also going to talk about some positive beliefs you can have about money. And if you don't already think this way about money, guess what? You get to steal them and make them your own and start practicing those beliefs so that you can start believing them too. So let's talk about why your thoughts are so important. I really want to talk about that before I start sharing some thoughts you can have. Your thoughts are important because your thoughts create an emotion in your body. And those emotions in your body drive you to take actions or it drives you to not take action, right? And so it all begins with your thinking. Your thinking creates a feeling in your body and our feelings in our body drives us to either take a certain action or not take a certain action. So let's look at some different thoughts that you can have about money. We'll call these some negative beliefs around money. And I had this one for a long time and I literally recently started to kind of get rid of it. But one of them was, I should be happy with what I have. So when I first started thinking about becoming a life coach, and a money coach, I was just like, why would I even want to do that? I should be happy with what I have, right? And the other side of that was wanting more money is greedy. And I also had this thought when I wanted to go for like promotions or raises or try something new, it was just like, you know what? You should just be happy with what you have or wanting more money is greedy. Those two are some negative thoughts that will keep you stuck. It will keep you at the same income level, maybe with incremental changes your entire life. If you think that where you are today is where you should stay and you should just be happy with what you have, then it's very likely that you'll stay there. Now, I do agree that you should be grateful for what you have. You should be grateful for the amount of money you have right now. But you can be grateful for where you are and still want more. And that is the work I had to do. 
Like I am so appreciative and so grateful and so amazed of what I've been able to create right now. And I still have desires. I still want to grow. I still want to evolve into a woman who creates even more. And so that was my way of kind of working through that. Another thought that a lot of people have is that money is the root to all evil. And let me tell you, if you think that, then you're emotion that will come from that is probably going to be one of skepticism. And when you're skeptical about having a lot of money because you think that you're going to become evil, guess what? You're going to keep yourself small. You're not going to go for more. You're going to stay where you are because you don't want to become evil. Your brain is going to try to protect you. Um, another thought that a lot of people think is managing money is stressful. So they do nothing. And here's the crazy thing about that. They end up creating more stress in their lives because they don't manage their money, Right. Thinking that managing money is stressful is something you will probably want to avoid doing. So you'll have a feeling and then that feeling will cause you to avoid managing your money. And the truth is what you do is you create a more stressful environment because you're not managing your money. So that is a negative thought that can be very deceitful because it'll actually make you create a life with more stress because you avoid managing your money, right? And here's one that I hear all the time, and I always like to debunk it, and I'm going to share it with you here, is that money can't make you happy. And my way of debunking that is saying, absolutely, you're right. But it's not your money's job to make you happy. So why are we even comparing happiness and money? Like they don't even go together. Money is not something that can make you happy. Only you can make yourself happy, right? By the way you think and how you show up in the world. Those are the things that make you happy. Money is a neutral thing. It cannot make you feel anything. Now you can think certain thoughts about money that can make you feel happy, but money in itself doesn't have the power to do that. And it's not its job. So now what? (laughs) If, if If it's not your money's job to make you happy, then what is your excuse? Okay, so those are just some negative thoughts, negative beliefs that people have when it comes to money. And those beliefs really do make up their relationship with money. And it usually will cause them to have negative financial results. They don't have as much money as they want. Their net worth is lower than they want. Maybe their credit score is lower than they want it to be. And maybe they have way more debt than they want, right? So, That is what happens when you have negative beliefs or negative thoughts about money. Typically, you end up having negative financial results because of those thoughts. And remember, it's not that the thoughts are just like these magical things, but the truth is those thoughts create feelings in your body and you act off of those feelings. You act off of those emotions and those actions that you take or don't take creates the money results that you have. So if you're overspending or not managing your money or going into debt or not investing, like those are actions that you're doing or not doing, not going for promotions, not asking for raises, not negotiating your salary, not starting that business that you really want to start, right? Those are actions that will create a financial result in your life. And so my ask of you is just to examine how you think about money, because again, it will end up determining what you create financially. So now that we've spent some time looking at some negative beliefs, let's look at some positive ones because there are a bunch of them. And I'm just going to share a few that I really love. So one of them is this, it's hard not having money. Like instead of thinking that money is stressful, I think that it's stressful not to have money, 
right? So it's actually harder not having money than it is to have money. So that is a thought that will drive you to say, actually, you know what? I want to have plenty of money so that I can have less stress. Another one is I deserve to have lots of money. Like I deserve to have as much money as I want, as much money as I desire. Here's another one that's really good. There is enough money for everyone. Wow, that's a really good one to just think that there is enough money circulating in this world for everybody to have enough, more than enough. Money is currency. It's always flowing. It's always being created because of the value that humans develop and put out into the world. Money is just constantly, constantly flowing, right? Making and having money is fun. That's a really good one too. And then one that I always push my clients, not necessarily push, but I nudge my clients to learn how to think this in different variations is I'm actually good with money. I'm good with money because so many people believe that they're bad with money. So I bet all of us have a place within our finances where we're actually pretty good with money, right? Even if it's just paying your mortgage on time or paying your car note on time or making money, going to work every day and bringing money home so that you can take care of yourself and your family. Like there are instances where you can start peeking into your financial life and say, oh, I'm actually pretty good here. And I want you to find that, okay? So these thoughts are positive ones that you can adopt and start to wiggle around and play with so that you can start actually creating better financial results in your life. Remember your relationship with money, the thoughts you think, the feelings you feel and the actions you take or don't take create how much money you're going to have or you're not going to have. And so getting really clear on what you're thinking is important. And this is something that we work on extensively inside of the Wealthy Women's Academy. Module two is all about your relationship with money. We look at it extensively. We do exercises around it so that you can unearth all the negative thoughts that are holding you back and keeping you stuck and not letting you create the financial life that you want. So I promise you, if you are not where you want to be financially, it's because something you're thinking. It's because of how you're behaving. It's because of how you're feeling with money. And so we want to get to that root cause so that we can start creating something different. So now let's talk about where these beliefs come from in the first place. Now, beliefs are simply thoughts that we have thought over and over and over again until we started to believe them, right? And one thing I want you to know about thoughts is that they are not always true. For instance, wanting more money is greedy. Like that is an opinion. That is not a fact. Like some people might think that, but a whole lot of other people don't, right? So your thoughts are not always true. Your thoughts and beliefs typically don't just fall upon us. They don't just come upon us. We get them from our environment. That is where your money beliefs come from. Your environment, your family, your society, your upbringing, right? Your parents, you may have witnessed your parents handle money a certain way or say things about money, right? And then you heard it and then you thought it and you thought it and thought it and thought it and then you develop that belief, right? Society, I think we get so much of our money beliefs from society because society loves to tell us what we can or can't do financially, right? It loves to tell us all these statistics about 
how much we can make or how much we can't make based on our race, based on our gender, where we live and things like that. And when we listen to those things, we internalize it, then we start to believe it. For instance, we hear that, you know, women make less than men, right? They want to quote that stat so often, right? And maybe there are instances where women make less than men, right? I'm sure that's there, but does it really serve you to constantly think that? Like I choose not to even pay any attention to that thought. And I choose to make sure that when it's time for me to to negotiate, when it's time for me to go for promotions, when it's time for me to do those kinds of things that can increase my income, I am going with guns a-blazing, showing why I deserve what I'm asking for. And I don't care what the male next door to me is making. I'm worried about me. We also hear, you know, that African-Americans and Hispanics, they make less than our white counterparts. I don't pay attention to that either because me thinking that even though I'm sure there's lots of evidence that proves that true, I don't need to focus my brain energy on that because that doesn't serve me. That doesn't propel me forward. It would actually keep me discouraged if I thought that all the time. So we have to really understand that just because we hear certain things, just because we witness certain things, it doesn't mean we have to take those things on as truths for ourselves. We have the power to redirect our brains, just like I talked about at the beginning when I talked about my son, like my brain wanted me to go to him walking across the stage back in, you know, September of his senior year. And I had to redirect my brain to be in the moment. And so when you hear these stats, when you remember things you saw or heard when you were a child, you can always redirect your brain and say, no, that's not where I'm focusing. I'm focusing on knowing that there is enough money for everybody. I'm focusing on knowing that I deserve to have a lot of money and I don't care what other people are doing or not doing, that I deserve to be wealthy, that I love having lots of money because it makes my life easier. It takes away the stress. Okay. And sometimes we even get our money beliefs from our religion. Unfortunately, a lot of scriptures are misconstrued, right? And we take them as face value, like the scripture that we, that some people love to quote around, you know, money being the root to all evil. Like, okay, do you really want to internalize that? Because I choose to believe that the root to all good is also money. Like all the good that happens in the world is because of money. It's because good people had money and they were generous with it and they contributed and made things better for others. If you think about building wells in Africa or helping kids who are poor have food or have coats and making sure that people who are less fortunate than you have what they need. It takes money to do that. So I choose to focus on the fact that the more money the good people have, the better off our world will be. And so money is actually the root to all good. That is my philosophy. And you are welcome to adopt that as well. Now, You may be wondering why our beliefs matter so much. And you probably already know the answer to this, but just in case you're still wondering why, it's because our thoughts and beliefs about money affect our financial outcomes, right? 
how much we have and how much we don't have, how much you have in savings, how much you have in debt, how much your net worth is, how much income you have, how much you earn, your credit score, your investments. If you have thoughts and beliefs that are negative, then your results with money are likely going to be negative. If you have beliefs around money that are positive, then your results with money will likely be positive, right? Your thoughts and beliefs are so powerful that you definitely want to be intentional when it comes to them. You don't want to just think them on autopilot. Many of us have gone unconscious about what we think about money. We don't even know what we think about money. And that's why inside the Wealthy Women's Academy, we unearth those thoughts so that you can know, oh my gosh, I actually think this about money subconsciously and this is why I am where I am. This is why I have what I have or don't have what I have because of the way I believe about money. Okay, so now that you know all of those things, let's talk about how to handle your beliefs about money. If you don't like them, what you can do about them. First, I want you to know that beliefs are just thoughts that you've practiced, right? And because they are literally just thoughts that you've practiced, that means you can practice new ones, right? And your thoughts are simply sentences that run through your mind. And these sentences are not necessarily true. And I mentioned this before. Most often they are not true. They are just opinions. They are lies. They are not facts, right? Therefore, most thoughts should be questioned, especially your thoughts about money. They should be questioned. And here's how you can question them. If you can, grab a pen and write this down so that you can literally start doing this. Ask yourself this question. Is this provable in the court of law? So we can go back to the thought Wanting more money is greedy. You can literally ask yourself, hey, is this even provable in the court of law? If not, it's a thought and you can question it. So another way you can question it is to ask yourself, is this a story that I'm just telling myself? Right. So if you think about the thought, I should be happy with what I have. Right. You can ask yourself, is this just a story I'm telling myself? Because there are people who make way more money than I do, and they are not just sitting down and thinking that they should just be happy with what they have. They're thinking they deserve to make as much money as they want. They are thinking that the more money they have, the more people they can help. They are thinking other things. So is this just a story that I'm telling myself? Is this story serving me? So if it is a story, is it serving me? And this is how you'll know if it's serving you or not. It's either pushing you forward towards your money goals or it's preventing you from achieving your money goals. So that's how you know if a thought or a story or a belief is hurting you or helping you. If it's helping you, it's pushing you towards your goals. You are meeting your goals. You are working towards your goals. But if it's hurting you, you are actually shrinking back. You are preventing yourself from achieving the goals that you really, truly desire. And then what you can do is like, okay, once you decide, I have these thoughts, I have this story that I'm telling myself, I have these beliefs, and I know for sure they are not serving me. There are two things you can do. Sometimes you can literally just cold turkey, stop believing it, stop thinking it. One of the things I dropped was money can't make you happy. So that's why when people say it to me, I debunk it quickly, because I know 
that I had to debunk it within myself. Like, Jermaine, your money's job is not to make you happy. It's to take care of you and your family. So like you can literally just drop it and just decide, I'm no longer thinking this. I'm no longer believing this. I'm going to stop telling myself this story. Or if it's something that is harder for you to drop, maybe it's just something you've been thinking a long time, or it's just something that you just know it's just hard for you to stop thinking it, you can begin just practicing something new. So for instance, when, if you think about the, the thought money is stressful, managing money is stressful, you could decide, okay, I am going to start thinking that actually not having money is stressful, right? You just tweak it a little bit and you practice it. You might practice it by journaling on it, by writing it down, by thinking it, because I bet if you really do take some time and reflect, if you have the thought managing money is stressful, But if you really reflect logically, you will think, oh my gosh, actually not having money is way more stressful than managing it. And maybe managing money is stressful just because I don't know how, just because I don't have a system. But if I could come up with a system, it will not be stressful because I have a system. It may take me some time to learn it. I might have to learn some things. I might have to get some um, coaching or something like that. But once I get it, managing money will not be stressful anymore, but not having money will always be stressful, right? So you can kind of play around with the thoughts that you're thinking and tweak them and kind of find the opposite of them and like just start slowly but surely letting yourself believe something new. And that is how you begin to change your relationship with money. You begin changing your relationship with money by practicing new ways of thinking, new ways of believing, and knowing that just because you have a a thought in your brain, it doesn't make it true. And most of the time, it's not true. And you can ask yourself, is this provable in a court of law? And if it's not, then that is proof to you that it's just a thought that can be changed. It's just a belief that can be changed. It's just a story that you can stop telling yourself. Okay, so let's just go ahead and recap what we covered today because it was a lot, but it was so good and so worth it. First, we talked about what makes up your relationship with money. And remember, it's your thoughts, feelings, and actions that make up your relationship with money and your relationship with money determines how much you have or don't have. And then we looked at where your beliefs come from. Where do your money beliefs come from? And we found out it's from our society, upbringing, and environment. We've witnessed things, we've heard things, and then we internalized those things and made them mean something and we started to believe them. And then the other thing we talked about was why your beliefs matter. And we know they matter because, again, your beliefs cause your feelings, your feelings drive you to take actions, and those action steps create your results with money, your financial outcomes. And a lot of times we're not where we want to be financially. And that is because of the way we think about money. It's because of our relationship with money. And then finally, we talked about how to handle these unworthy beliefs, these beliefs that are keeping us stuck. We question them, right? We start to ask ourselves, is this something that I can prove in the court of law? If it's not, then that means it's not a fact and you can debunk it and you can start thinking something new. Some of those new thoughts can come upon you in a a new way where it's like cold turkey. You just stop thinking the old ones and you start thinking the new ones. And other times you just take more practice. You just 
take the thoughts that you're currently thinking and then wiggle them around. Remember the example was managing money is stressful, but maybe you can flip it to saying actually not having money is way more stressful. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you got a lot out of it. And if you are loving the Wealthy Woman's Podcast, please leave a review. I would love, love, love to hear from you. And if you want help with this, remember the Wealthy Woman's Academy is available to you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, before you go, if you're ready to create a life with more money and more freedom, then you're invited to join the Wealthy Woman's Academy, my signature coaching program where you'll learn how to take control of your money and build wealth without sacrificing your lifestyle. To get started, head on over to germainefoley.com. That's germain with a G, foley.com. See you there.